Hey there, believers. Um, this is not the kind of episode I intended. Um, I recorded this last week. I wanted, I was blessed again with the opportunity to teach at church. And so I, I wanted to cover death and life in the tongue. Um, talk about some real interesting topics in there. A little bit about magic and curses and witchcraft and then the power of prayer and how to structure prayer. It's a really important topic. But I was just hit a few hours ago with some news about one of my best buddies in the Air Force. Um, He was in a motorcycle accident and didn't make it. Um, So this one goes out to Jason. Him and his wife, Christy, listened to the show. She said they were big fans. Um, so please be much in prayer for Jason's family. Um, this is hard. We were super close at one point. Um, at one point, I stayed with him for a little while uh, when I was on hard times. Um, so please keep him in your prayers. And please take a second to watch for motorcycles. You know, it's it's riding season, and this shouldn't have happened. It's it's avoidable. It's avoidable. Before you turn off, take a second to look. Um. <clears throat> All right. So enjoy this episode. Um. Tell the people that you love what they mean to you, okay? God bless. This week, I wanted to go over, or felt like I should go over, um, death and life in the tongue. And it's, I know everybody in here is like saved and on fire, and you know, it, it might be falling on, you know, ears that already know this, but there's got to be something in here that we can, we can all take away from. Amen. I'm hoping anyway. It's kind of a participation heavy. So get ready to read. Bubby, I think me and you the only two that didn't give a testimony. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, won't, it, won't, it won't hurt us. Shame yeah. Oh, yeah. Shame on What I'm going to do, and I, I, I was just told recently that... Uh, I seem like I read straight from my notes, and I do that because I don't want to mess anything up. So, bear with me if I read <laughs> straight from my notes. Uh, Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank but what I want to go over is uh, the power behind our words. About what we say, how much weight they carry, how we bring things on ourselves by what we say. Because in the, in, you know, in the courts of heaven, it's very legalistic. So if we if we basically curse ourselves, it's going to carry weight. Yes. Amen. Uh, that gives the adversary authority, legal right, to, to carry out what we're saying. Amen. So I'm, I'm gonna go into a little bit of that stuff, and um, I was kind of on the fence about how I was gonna start it, but yesterday I was listening to a show, like a, an interview with this guy, and of all people, this guy was uh, it's gonna sound horrible, but he used to be a Satanist. He was a, a high priest in a satanic church. 
And what he said in that interview was almost exactly how I had it written down here in, in my notes. So it kind of gave me like confirmation. What, what he was saying was when he was a kid, the church never told him that magic and witchcraft was real and that it was bad and to stay away from they, they never made a big deal about it. And his parents never talked about it. So when he got introduced to it, it pulled him straight down the wrong path. You know, and, uh, you know, that kind of just tied into curses and, and, you know, just the reality of everything. So when we get started here, I want everybody to know that we have to believe in the supernatural side of the Bible. Yeah. You know, it, there's a whole lot going on. And I'm going to get some perspective on it. Hopefully. You know, Brother Bob, when you get started, though, you talk about that life and death in the tongue, you know. My boy, he got hurt bad over at Garrett Ford. Never been back to church since. I told, he was a young Christian. I told him, I said, I need to study and keep going to church. He's never been back in church again. I was telling uh, Kenny and Bower one day, you could kill a young Christian dead in a hammer, buddy, with that mouth. Yes, that's right. Yeah. You've got to be real careful. Amen. Yeah. Amen, that's yeah. right. And, uh, you know, you take uh, preachers, they don't even know how to counsel somebody anymore yeah. when they're going through problems and stuff. Yeah, everything we say carries weight. Just yeah. So. And yes, everything we say, like like the Miranda rights, you know, yeah. it will be used against you. Yes. Anything you say can and will be used against That's you. right. And uh, yeah, so first thing we need to do is accept and understand that magic, witchcraft, sorcery, and curses are very real. Mm. Uh, that man went on to say, it says thou shalt not kill in the Bible, right? Right. Because we can kill people and it's bad. Yeah. It says thou shalt not steal in the Bible because you can steal and it's bad. Yes. I try to find all the references to magic. And I know that sounds like a weird word, like a goofy word, but we just got to accept it. Yeah, come on. Uh, all the references to witchcraft, all the references to curses. And I wrote on a little post-it note, I didn't bring it with me because it was just too much. I, I had written out over 30 references, and I stopped because it was just, it's that full. The Bible's that full of warning against this stuff. Yeah. So it has to be real. We have to understand Amen. that it's real. Amen. If you believe in the Bible at all, you have to believe that this stuff is real. There's always, there, there is a bad side. Um, so I'm going to highlight a few of them, um, just a few things that I found in there. And like I said, what we bring on ourselves, on top of what others may curse against us, it makes the need for us having a strong prayer life even even more important. Amen. So after I get through the scary part here for a couple minutes, we're going to get into how to structure our prayers, okay. you know, to have uh, an effective prayer life, hopefully. Because that's the life in the time. Amen. Amen. This is what I got from you. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 10 and 11. 18, 10, 11. Yes. Whoever would like to read that. Those two verses. Deuteronomy 18, verses 10 and 11. I got it, buddy. Go for it. Deuteronomy 18, 10, and 11. And the Bible says, There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter 
to um, pass through the fire or that useth divination or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a what's that word? Necromancer. Necromancer, okay. Necromancer. Right. So right there, it, it lays out a bunch of titles that they've given these people that practice this dark magic. Okay. Um, my version is a little different, where I use the uh, American Standard. So I'll read through it real quick too, okay? Because I, that's where my notes are pulled from. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire. What passed through the fire means there used to be a ritual, a pagan ritual to the to the god Moloch, okay? And they would have pillars of fire on either side, and they would walk their sons and daughters between the flames, and then they would sacrifice their children on that fire. Okay, they would give their children up to that god. Um, ones who use divination. Divination is another word for witchcraft. Um, then it reiterates in here, one who practices witchcraft. Like it, it tells you what that means. Or one who interprets omens. And that's seeking knowledge from evil sources. Um, going through omens, that would be your tarot cards. That would be horoscopes. Yes. That's a form of witchcraft. It's yes. idolatry. Um, or a sorcerer. One who casts a spell. Or a medium. Or a spiritist. Or one who calls up the dead. Uh, to cast a spell is an incantation, and it's kind of like a prayer, but it's too evil. Okay. Because okay? you set your intention, there's certain words you use, and it's to affect change. Amen. Because when we pray, we know God hears us. Right. And we also know if we're talking out loud, we're praying out loud, that our, our prayers are being heard by the dark side too. Yeah. So if we pray to that darkness, of course they're going to hear that. Right. And they want to answer it to pull you away from God, right? Amen. So we got to be very careful about Amen. that. It's very real. Um, and then calls up the dead as a conjurer, or like your uh, translation says, uh, a wizard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it sounds like fantasy, yeah. but it, it's all rooted in Scripture. Amen. All right. Um, uh, Bo, that's, yes, what got, uh, that's got, what, what got Saul in the trouble there when uh, he went to that witch. Yes. Had, 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 had her to call yeah. for Samuel. Yeah, he, he went to that witch or, uh, and had, had her to bring uh, Samuel up. Yeah. Yep, it, it is. And it's the same goes for like Ouija boards. Yes. You know, yeah. people talk about it being a game. It's not a game. No, it's not. Exactly. That's, that's calling up the dead. That's conjuring the dead. Amen. And you're not going to get a hold of grandma on a Ouija no. board. You're going to no. get all the demons. That's right. That, that's who's going to answer you. Amen. You know what I mean? That's right. All right. What do you got now? Moving on. Uh, You're going to uh, verse 12. No, we're not, we don't need to go to that far. Well, what it says is that God detests people who do that. Uh-huh. You know, and that we are to set ourselves apart from that. that that's what it will say further on 12 and 13. Um, but... So basically, we know that's enough to tell us Amen. that by our tongue, we give consent for afflictions. Okay? Um, Psalms 34, 13, that we went over in Men's Fellowship, 
Yeah. It says to keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Yes, amen. So don't speak these evils and don't lie, right? Don't claim it. Um, That's right. By speaking it, you, you sit here and talk about I have it so bad, you know, I, I this, I that. Well, you're you're inviting it to hit you. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh-huh. It says in the Philippians. We'll get into that in a little bit. I'm getting ahead of myself, but it tells you focus on what's good. You know, it's just let's give Amen. glory out loud of, of the good. We don't really need to talk about the the what feels so bad at the time. You know. Well, that's like you you talk about. Um, you know, when the Bible says not to take the Lord's name in vain, now a lot of people just mean you say GD. Right. But it means more than that. Like when you say, oh God, yes. in like in a derogatory Can't way, or, or oh my God, you right. know, oh, yeah, that's a big turnout, OMG. Yeah. That is, that's taking God's name in right. vain. That's why it's important to watch while you say that. In, you know, Jesus, how you use Jesus' name. You yeah, if you're not using God's name or Jesus' name in like a song of praise yeah. or in prayer yeah. or to lift him up, Amen. you're not supposed to say it. There's certain iterations of God's name yes. that the Jewish people won't say. They won't speak His name yeah. for fear of the tongue falling out of their mouth. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. like they don't want to be cursed. Amen. So you got to be careful. You're supposed to revere God, Amen. fear God. Amen. Um, so when moving on with curses, when people refer to family curses, you know, they say it's a family curse or whatever. Um, that is kind of scriptural, but we're going to get into that too about how that has come to an end, and there's there's references for that too. Um, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's actually more attributed to generational sin. Okay, it's not a curse that's carried down. You, you don't have to break a generational curse. I thought you did because <coughs> I was studying. Um, it says in Numbers 14:18 and Exodus 25 and 6, it's the same thing basically that. God will visit iniquity on the third and fourth generation. Mm-hmm. Saying flat out, yeah. you walk the bad road, I'm going to curse your whole family. Yeah. Great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren. Cut and dry is what it says. Yeah. But then if you go forward into Ezekiel and Jeremiah, it says there's coming a time, and I know they're talking about Jesus, Amen. that it's if the son practices righteousness, then the sins of his father will not be on his head. Uh, um, basically, it, it separates that generational curse versus having to live through a series of bad life choices. You know, the consequences of sin Amen. affect generations. It's not a curse. It's your own fault. It's yeah. what you, you know, it's what you're doing and putting into your children. That make it feel like a generational curse, but it's consequence of ungodly living is what it is. Yes. Um, there's another example of curses that is found in the Word. Like, like I said, this is from the death in the tongue part. Okay. Yes. Um, and it's from disobedience. Amen. Like you, Jess, you said just a minute ago, we, we need to be obedient. Yeah. That's Amen. been a big word for me this whole year. Yes, it's been sir. like beating into my head about obedience. But you look at Lot's wife. What was she told? Don't look, look back. back. Don't look back. She looked right. back. Boom. Yeah. Pillar of salt. Right? Yeah. It's a curse. Yes. Well, she was. Well, she brought on because she was disobedient. Amen. And then you go into the book of Acts. You have uh, Ananias and Sapphira, his wife, right? Yeah. What did they do? Lied. They lied. Yeah. <laughs> they tried to hold back a little portion for themselves. Yeah. It's not what God wanted them to do. They lied. Amen. To God. Boom. Fell over dead. Boom. Back to back. Drag them out. They're done. 
those are curses. Um, well, uh, you know Brother Stover, when he testified your son, he was talking about that fellow uh, talking about the end of time. He said, no, the end of time don't come until after that thousand year reign. Right. And he told Steve, he said, man, you you, you way out there, ain't you? <laughs> and uh, now, now listen, that's a bringing God's word in bank. Yep. Because if, if, he, if he don't believe that, I mean, cursing is not like we, we've been taught. Right. But Paul said, put all filthy communication from your mouth. Yeah, that's right. That's it. Yeah, but, is not stubbing your toe and saying, you know, a word you dirt. Yeah. It's, it's but, an uh, actual curse. Uh, uh, preachers will say, well, yeah, surely to God you don't believe that. Well, uh, sure, it's in the Bible. Yeah. That bringing his, his, his word in vain right there. That's it. I don't even realize it. And Kenny gave us another example of curses. Uh, of death in the tongue when Jesus cursed that fig tree. Yeah. Uh, it was a big, pretty, it was a bushy tree, but there's no fruit. Yeah. You know, and it was, of course, it was a lesson. Yes. You know, Jesus cursed that tree as an example of what was to come of a fruitless generation. That's right. You know, it looks good, but when you get over there, there's no fruit. It's going to get burned up. It's going to die. Amen. That's good. And that was, that was him. He took advantage of that opportunity, you know, to, to make a parable or a metaphor out of it. Uh, but oh, he spoke you, that curse. Have you, uh, has anybody heard about that fig tree now? I've, I've asked people about that. It's been over there. They say that tree's still up. Really? For it's been cursed. I'd love to see that. I would too. That'd be awesome. Uh huh. Man. Uh, that, that's about as far as I'm going to go with curses. Like I said, there was 30, 40 different examples of how to stay away from this stuff. And, um just how it's, it's all through the Bible. But what we're going to get into now is the, the life in the tongue. Okay. We can go straight into it, structuring into a prayer life. When we humble ourselves before the Lord, we repent of our sins, and we follow instruction that we find in Romans. Those old curses and those sins are going to be forgiven. Okay. Um, we need to fear the Lord, like revere Him, put Him above us. There is no comparison. We cannot humanize God in any way. No. We are but a speck, right? <laughs> we're, we're, we're nothing in comparison to God. We need to let Him know we know that. Amen. Humble ourselves in front of God. Amen. Yes, yes. yes, yes. Uh, so we humble ourselves when we go to Him. We repent. Okay, we make sure we get forgiveness for our sins. So we don't have any odds against anybody else, right? At least in our heart. But we've, re we've repented. And then we pray, right? And uh, Jesus, he lays out the structure to follow in his perfect prayer in Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 13. And I would like to take this two verses at a time. So, anybody wants to go to Matthew chapter 6 and read verses 5 and 6 only, and I'm, we'll speak on each, each pair of verses like that. Go ahead. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, 
praying to thy Father which is in secret, and the Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Amen. Good. That's good. Yes. So don't don't be praying to be seen. Amen. You know, we've all seen that before in our lives. You know, somebody has this that has to be the loudest, that has to be the you know Amen. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> we don't need to pray to be seen. Um, when we approach the Lord, now this is different because when we come together in one mind and one accord, like when we've got the prayer box yeah. and we're praying over that, that that's not what this is necessarily talking about. You know, we're we're approaching God in that, but we're doing it together. Okay, where two or more are gathered, that's what we're demonstrating. Right. This is talking about in your personal relationship kind of prayer life with God when it's between you and Him. Okay. Praise the Lord. Um, so you're doing it in secret. You're not going out there being seen, not being boastful, and you're not trying to get attention. This is, this is a personal, intimate relationship kind of matter. All right, who wants to take seven and eight? I can. Okay. And when you are afraid, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. So do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask yeah. Yeah. Did you catch that part? Yeah. He already knows what you want. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just so cool. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's just real simple. Don't be all repetitive. Don't be fancy with it. Keep it like we're talking to each other. He knows what you want. Just go ahead and talk to him. Just, yeah. just let it out. Amen. All right. Verse nine. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And this is where we start structuring the prayer. Okay, because we've already repented. We already know it. We need to humble ourselves before the Lord. And now we're here. Okay? Um, you're calling God by His holy name. Our Father. There's a lot of holy names. You can call Him Jehovah, Alpha Omega, El Shaddai, Adonai, uh, just my God, God Almighty, a Creator. Whatever comes to mind, you're just revering God. Right? So you're calling, you're calling on Him by name. Okay. Um, and I got I got to hear like ten times. So I'll just say it again. Repent before you pray. You don't want to go into your house with dirty shoes on, right? You want to get cleaned up before you enter the courts. Yeah, that's good. I like that. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so once you get inside that house, then you address it. Hey God, you know, my Father. And hallowed. When it says hallowed be Thy name, hallowed means holy. And that's that's giving the Lord praise. Amen. So we're calling him by his name and we're giving him praise. Right? Your kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, with verse 10. There we're exalting the Lord. We're putting him above us. Amen. Your will be done. Right? Your kingdom come. That's right. We're, we're saying we want his ways over our own. We're humbling ourselves. Amen. And then verses 11 and 12. But give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. That's where we're making our requests. Okay, We can insert anything we want right there. So we're coming to God, calling by His name. We're lifting Him up, praising Him, humbling ourselves, then make our request. Like it's, that, it's a structured order that, that Jesus is laying out here. So if, if it's give us this day our daily bread or if it's please heal Virgil, you know, it's our prayer. It's it's from our heart. Amen. Amen. And then you get to verse 13. 
lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's us, again, seeking God. We're seeking His protection from evil, seeking His deliverance from temptation. Um, to be delivered literally means to be snatched away. Okay, So to be removed from uh, evil. When we succumb to temptation, okay, if it's whatever our temptation is, you know, if it's alcohol, if it's uh, joint or whatever, when we succumb to those temptations, that's wrong. You know, it's it's sinful. But when the Lord leads us into temptation, it He won't allow us to fail. Um, he He will lead us into temptations, but He'll be with us. And it will only strengthen us in our, our war life okay, to make us more powerful, stronger warriors for God. And that perfect example is Matthew 4. After Jesus is baptized, the Holy Spirit leads him into the wilderness to be tempted. And that gives us the other example of how to defend ourselves when we're being tempted by the Word of God. Right? He, he uses Scripture to defend himself against Satan, right, showing yeah. us how to do it. It is written. That's right. That's right. Uh, Mo, let yes, me sir. make a comment there on that verse. Uh, uh, at verse number 10, mm-hmm. it says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, right there tells you that he's going to set a kingdom up on this earth. Yes. I can't understand how come people can't get a hold of it. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. They just ain't been taught. Right. That's the problem with the Christians in this these valley of churches. They've been taught, but they ain't been taught rightly dividing the truth. Right. That's good. That's good. <laughs> His kingdom is going to come back. Where are you at now? We're still on 13. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're at the end of 13, right? For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours. There, we're acknowledging His authority. We're acknowledging His might. We're giving Him praise and we're giving Him glory. Uh, everything is through you, God. Right? Amen. And then we end that with Amen. Amen, amen means let it be. Yes. Or so be it. Amen. Okay? Yeah. amen. So we're just giving it up to Him. Yeah. Um, and I got a little note here. This is actually something I pulled from Jess a long, long time ago that she says she got from you, I do believe. <laughs> uh, when making requests, to God, when you pray, be as specific as you can be. Amen. Okay? Don't leave a whole lot of wiggle room. If there's something you want, ask for it. That's right. Ask for exactly what you need. Philippians 4. And make sure it's righteous. We're going to get to Philippians 4 here in just a minute. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It's a rough teacher, isn't it? But, you know, we ask for exactly what we need, and then we believe it that it's happened. And we, and we trust in the Lord. Amen. And uh, if I can get somebody to read real quick, we're going to jump again to Mark 11.24. It's just like a one-liner. But it's, it's important right there. Mark 11.24. Okay. You got a book? Yeah, I'll read it. Okay. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire... You pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. That's it. That's it. That's it. 
You pray for it, believe it. Because Bob wouldn't believe it, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's done. So be it. Amen. And that's what, and it goes back now. Now, we've all been taught, all of us, I, I don't care from the littlest to the oldest, we've all been taught about how many has an unspoken prayer request. People just throw their hand up. But that is not biblical. No, there's that's no, not. There, there's no biblical uh, scripture for an unspoken request. Right. The request is to be made known. That way, we can, when we make a request, that not only, like, if you have one that you made it known, then I can pray for you in that request. You know, and but, who wants to pray for somebody that doesn't specify what they want? Because, I mean, yeah. it might well, not be righteous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're putting curses on people. And that's death. Well, the first chapter of Romans, Paul tells you to make little requests and make known. Yep. And that's why it's, it's important to make. So it's something that we've learned over the course of our wall. Now, other churches do it. That's why when I'm at a church that doesn't, when they say anybody has any spoken unspoken, I just sit there, you know, and I don't raise my hand. But, you know, I respect that. But we know biblically that's there's no word for that. That's right brings me to this. This is a conversation I had with Kenny and Jess. And it's, I don't mean anything bad by it, but I just wanted to throw this note. It's just like another tip, maybe. Yeah. When we're praying, you know, that's, that's one thing. It says here to, you know, to give glory to God, mm-hmm. to lift Him up, to praise Him. Yes. So when we're praising God, we can go big with it. Okay? Uh, we praise our kids. We praise our celebrities that we like. We praise po- uh, ball players like LeJon, uh, wasn't it LeBron James? LeJon Braves. But they, they call him the goat, right? Yeah. The greatest of all time. Yeah. You know, they lift him up. Yeah. When was the last time we actually said that God is the greatest of all time? Yeah. To actually say it. Yeah. We'll say, praise you, Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. But are we actually praising the Lord? See what I'm saying? Yeah, we're, we're saying it. So if we say, God, you're the greatest. Yes. You're amazing. Amen. Uh, there's nothing like you, Lord. Yeah. Um, and something I like to do, and sometimes I do it when I'm frustrated to get my mind off things, or sometimes I'm doing it just because I want to add it to my prayer life. I do uh, the ABCs method. I'll, I'll go through the alphabet, and I'll try to come up with a word that praises God with every letter of the alphabet. So let's, let's, let's take a couple of letters. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah, I didn't see that coming, did you? Like if you do A, you'll be like, God, you're amazing. Yeah. You know, B, you're brilliant. Whatever. What would be C? Okay. Give me a C. 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 Uh, Crucified. Yeah. Crucified. Yeah. That's a good one. Crucified for me. Constant. 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 Yeah. Complete. Caring. Yeah, he's complete. Give me a give me a D. <laughs> <laughs> We, we, yeah, you can go through the whole alphabet like that. And by the time you get done praising God 26 times, yeah. you don't even remember what was on your mind. Yeah, you know what? That's good. That's right. You see what I'm saying? That's good. Like, because you're sitting there thinking, like, what, what comes after R? You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> and then you're fine. You're, you forget about it. Amen. That's what Brother Ray, we talked about that. When he was having a rough day here, he said, can I don't know if I, I said, well, whatever's on your mind. I said, I said, like, here, I'm going to tell you something. I said, I want you to count from 1 to 20. And then I want you to count in your mind. Count. So he starts going, okay, one, two, three. I say, God is good. And you repeat after what I say, God is good. 
or like giving the scripture, you know, your mercies are new every morning. I said, no, that took away what was on your mind because you was you were saying the word and it distracted you from what was on your mind. Yeah. And that's and that helped him. And even I had forgot about it, but months later he said, I want to thank you for that because it did whatever he was going through that helped him get through that because he just got the word on his mind and started thinking about the goodness of God. And it sounds simple and it sounds goofy, but that's actually a, a tool in spiritual warfare. Because if you go to Ephesians 4, verses 26 and 27, I'll read it real quick. It says, Be angry, yet do not sin. Amen. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not give the devil an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to bed mad, you're giving the devil a foothold. Yeah. You're giving him an opportunity to get a hold of to whisper in your ear at night while you're sleeping to get, to get to you. But if you're going to bed mad, why not go through your ABCs? You know, it takes your mind off things. You sleep like a baby. The devil can get blocked by the helmet of salvation, and you're good, you're good to go, right? Yes. Um, oh, you're going back there. Hmm? Are you going back to 11th chapter? 11th chapter? Yeah. Of what? In Mark. No. No, but you can if you need to. That, uh, well, that, that next verse right there, it, it needs to be read. Read it. It says, uh, and when you stand, pray, forgive. If you have an out against any, that your Father also in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. That's right. That's right. We gotta clean ourselves as much as we can, right? You gotta forgive. You gotta forgive. You gotta repent. You gotta try to clear it up as far as we're concerned. I'm pretty sure it says it back there. Remind you too. Yeah, I'm sure. Amen. Amen. Um, now what do you got? Now, let's see. We can also use God's Word. Uh, we can bring God's Word to His remembrance and claim covenantal promises. That's another one. This is another way to speak life, to strengthen our prayer life. Amen. Van did talk about this with me in private um, about like the Ephesians prayers. But, um, That's right. What you do when, when you pray, you find these covenants that God has made all throughout the Bible. Like, I, I do Psalm 91 a lot. Okay, that's, that's a covenant that God made. It's His Word at the last five or six verses of that. And it's all these promises that God's making. So when we read Psalm 91, or we read Psalm 23, or we read the Ephesians prayers that, that Paul wrote in there, that's going to be Ephesians uh, chapter 1, verses 17 through 23. And there's another section in chapter 3, 14 to 21. That's good. Um, then Colossians chapter 1, 9 through 14. Those are all prayers. And when we read all of this stuff, okay, we can go back and find it um, whenever. You don't have to go to it right now. But when we read this, read it in first person. Okay? That's good. Um, Psalm 91, it says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High abides in the shadow of the Almighty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But when you read it, when, you, when you're praying it, yeah. say, God... I abide. Yeah. Right? Come on. I dwell in the shadow. I dwell in your shadow. Yes. I, I abide in you. Yeah. And it feels so different. You yes. Get, you get the good feeling. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes, that's right. It, it's powerful. You can feel that armor of God. You say, I'm putting on the helmet of salvation. I'm putting on the breastplate of righteousness. That's right. Um, I like it. There's, there's power in it. When you make it personal. Yes, amen. Because it's you talking to God. Now, he made the covenant with David, right? And the end of Psalm 91. Claim it. It's in there. It's for us. Yeah. You know? So claim it. That's good. That's good. Um, 
So just like the just like praying the armor, uh, which is Ephesians 6, 11 to 17, um, and pleading the blood of Christ over ourselves, there are specific scriptures that have been used and passed down, uh, especially in Appalachia, um, to be used for healing. And Sandra gave me a lot of these um, a, a while back. So it's not just for warfare, but it can also be used for healing and for protection. That's right. Um, the, the blood prayer. It's Ezekiel 16.6. So we'll go to that one real quick. And see where that. Yep. I'll go to it real slow. I'm having a hard time. 16.6. That really works. Yes. Amen. God's word is true. Amen. Now, my translation can be a little bit different than what you used. We need to know where these. Uh, yeah, they, these are important. These scriptures is because I got a call from Columbus, Ohio, one time, and that's where that scripture was in the Bible. I'm gonna go over about four different things right here. And I'll give it to her right quick. That's it. Okay. I know what work was that. Sixteen six. Who wants to read it? I can do it. Go ahead. And when I pass by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, When thou wast in thy blood, live yet. Live. Yea, I said unto thee, When thou wast in thy blood, live. Amen. 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 And that, that will stop bleeding. You know, some people say you, uh, you, you, you recite it three times. But it's just set in your intention. You know, it's set in, you're using God's word. So that's, that's for blood. There's also one for healing that I believe Pee Wee actually had mentioned before. It's in Isaiah. Find Isaiah. And it's going to be 57, 18, and 19. verses 18 and 19. It says, I have seen his ways, but I will heal him. I will lead him and restore comfort to him and to his mourners, creating the praise of the lips. Peace, peace to him who is far and to him who is near, says the Lord. I will heal him. Amen. So that's a good healing prayer. Amen. Pray that over somebody for healing. Um, there's another, well, there's a couple more in Isaiah for uh prayer for fire or burns. It's Isaiah 43, 2. Well, the first part of that verse. And the first part is for water. For water. Yes. Isaiah 43, yeah, 43, 2. That whole verse is powerful. Um, like Sandra said, the first one is for water. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. Now, that, that's a little bit different than Kenny's. Want to read that Kenny? Uh, Isaiah 43, verse 2. And it says also that when you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor the flame will, will the flame burn you. Go ahead, read it. Go ahead. Go ahead, brother. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. Amen. And thy rivers, they shall overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, 
Thou shalt not be burnt, neither shall the flames kindle upon thee. And it'll, it'll pull the heat right out of the burn. We got a testimony from that uh, a few years ago. Travis was working, I think he was still at the hardwood plant, and he got <coughs> a bad burn. It was a bad, it was a burn or a bad, it, I mean, it was, his arm was swollen two or three times the size of him. And you, you read that scripture over him, yeah. and he healed, that God, his work healed him. He didn't have to do anything. He didn't have no scars or nothing. Nothing. Yeah. His, his, his hands, like his finger, was hanging down here uh. with, with water. Yeah. It just, yeah. he looked awful. And he had his hand in a bag of water, yeah. ice water. He said, Sarah, I'm about to die. And I said, Lord, how did come here to me? Yes. And I got, God even said that verse over me. And he went on home, and he, it just, it just, Went away. <laughs> Praise God. Right. Praise God. He's awesome. He was Travis was amazed. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a miracle. Amen. You know, that's yeah. the power of God's word. You know, if you go, if you're, it, it's to be used. Say you're traveling and you pass. I've done this many times. When I pass a wreck, I say, Lord, you know, I say that. For a blood verse, Jesus. if they're bleeding to death or something, yeah. I say that verse for the fire of the burn. Yeah. I'll say it under my breath, you know. But it's 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 powerful. It, the word of God's powerful. Yes, it is. And when you learn to use it, yeah. the devil hates it. <laughs> I'm glad you shared it with me. Yeah. I wrote it down and I've, I've kept it. And I don't want to ever lose it. Well, can I give you this one? Yeah. Okay. This is this is real cool. I got a hold of this just the other day about healing. And it was the story of Jesus gives in Matthew 12 about the man with the withered hand. And what it says is, And behold, there was a man which had his hand withered. And they asked him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath days? And they might think so that they might accuse him. And he said unto them, What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and it shall fall into a pit, on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? So what God showed me was like, healing is this important to God. If you have an animal and it fell in the ditch, you're not going to say, well, Fluffy, that's Lord's will. It's Fluffy's will for it to be in the ditch. No, you're going to grab a hold of it and get it out. So with healing, when there's healing that's needed, we got to grab a hold of it with God, and, and God's going to get it out. And, that's, and that just lit me up because I thought, Healing is that important to God, just as salvation is. Because you're not going to leave Fluffy in the ditch. You're going to hurry up and get him out. And so healing's the same. He's going to hurry up and get us where we need to be. Praise God. All we got to do is accept. That's it. He's got to accept. Amen. Yeah, Fluffy. Yeah. I just got a little bit left. But how many will say, well, it must be the Lord's will. Where are you at now? We're going to go to Psalms 34. I was going to hit a couple of verses out of it, that's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. That's his faith. That's his faith. Uh, but there's there's two things to remember to practice. Um, I think that's why Psalm 34 was, it was hitting me so hard. Thank you, Lord. We might need to do that here, too. Um, verse 1. Let's remember to, to be, to live like this. Verse 1, Psalm 34. Amen. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's speaking life. 
right? That's speaking, yeah. speaking that's praise life. to God. That's, that's speaking life. Verse 13, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. That's right. That's just to reiterate what I said at the beginning. Yeah. Don't speak evil. Don't be speaking curses. Stay away from that black magic. And keep your lips from speaking deceit. No lie. You know, well, that word, you know, deceit in the King James says guile. And we right. first talked about that. There was no guile found in Jesus. Right. There was no deceit right. found in him. You know, people, a lot of people thought that was ugly uh, speaking. Yeah. 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 Right. It was a, I said, no, no, yeah. no. That was deceit. Yes. There is none in him. No there should be none in us. That's right. Come on. That's right. Just be honest. That's right. Come on. Praise um, the Lord. And Philippians 4. <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> verses 4 through 8. Uh, I, I can just read you what mine said if you want. Philippians 4. Right, I'm at it. <laughs> verses 4 through 8. I got mine marked. I'm My cheap. Bibles is a ticker together. Get on me. Why to get a new one? It just uh, it just explains a good way to live. You know, keep something to keep in mind. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Oh why? Yeah, I know let that. Your, in my heart. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So it's telling you, you know. To add thanksgiving into it, let your requests be made known to God. Amen. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your mind in Jesus Christ. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, yes. whatever is pure, yes. whatever is lovely, yes. whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Amen. That's good. That's how we need to live. Amen. Right? That's good. No no deception out of our mouth. Praising the Lord all the time. Amen. Focusing on the good all the time. Amen. And to, to recap the prayer, we, we start off by repenting of our sins. Um, we, we denounce anything that we've done wrong. We ask for forgiveness for it. And that will break any contracts and accords we might have made with, you know, with Satan and his minions, even unknowingly. Because um, we don't want to do that. We humble ourselves to God, and then we structure our prayers to be specific, to be righteous. We give Him praise. And then a very important part, we slow down in life, and we listen for His answers. Amen. That's good. Um, we use Scripture when we pray. Pray in first person with Scripture. I like it. And then we will receive with gratitude according to His will. That's all I got. That's good. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. If you want more content, if you want to submit your own story to be on the show, if you want to listen to past episodes, or if you want to donate to the show, you can do all of that through thebumppodcast.com. So just go there. Uh, explore the website, check it all out. If you want to sign up to be a member, it's super cheap. It's just $1.75 a week. You can cancel at any time. Get in on uh, all the, the new, latest, and greatest stuff we have going on. All right, so again, thanks for listening. I love you. God bless.
With his
if you're personally ready to submit your life to God and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 9, says it really simply, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's that simple. To be born again, to start a new life as a child of God, to join God's army, to rise up against the evil forces that you know are all around you. You don't have to do it alone. I love you. Jesus loves you. And may God bless you. When I was young All the wicked Things that I'd done And then one night On my knees I prayed I asked the Lord For some better days Yes, I went to the altar. I fell down on my knees and I prayed. I asked the Lord to forgive me. Now I'm living. have a friend who had grew ill. Doctors said the only way he would make it would be God's will. He called me up one night just to say, brother, if you would need you to pray. So I went to the altar. I fell down on my knees and I prayed. I asked the Lord If you're here feeling lonely and your burdens you no longer can bear, just come on up to this altar and take it to the Lord.
Come on up to this altar and fall down on your knees and pray. Ask the Lord to forgive you and you'll be Come on up to this altar and fall down on your knees and pray. Ask the Lord to forgive you and you'll be Better day. If you're like me and you like to go camping, hiking, hunting, um, just be prepared in general, then uh, I recommend you check out Squatch Survival Gear. Their packs are 100% made in America. Each component on the packs are American-made. It's a veteran-owned company out of Texas. Um, it's my buddy Chris. He started this out of personal experience. Um, in his military service, he, he fashioned these packs, you know, off of packs that he used that he had to modify to make them something that uh, is more more convenient, easier to carry, less of a load on your body, and the, let the pack do the work. They're amazing. I own two. I have the uh, the Rock Ape and the Mothman pack. I love them. They're the best bags I've ever had in my life. These bags are bomb-proof. I, I, I've never seen anything like it. Plus, they're comfortable. When I have them on, I can carry around. I can hike with 25, 30 pounds. And it, it doesn't strain my body. The pack does the work. Um, you have to see them for yourself. So go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com to check them out. If you decide to, to purchase one of these bags, use my promo code. It's 23BUMP this year. Okay? It's 23BUMP. Use that promo code and it'll save you 15% site-wide. These, these are packs of all sizes. You know, if you want something, you know, small, everyday carry, or if you want some kind of a uh, go bag, like a, I'm not coming home bag, he's got them. Check them out. SquatchSurvivalGear.com, promo code 23BUMP. 